Hello and welcome everyone back to the Radio Comic Podcast. This is a comic podcast about comic books for Wednesday, December 15th. My name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Hello, everyone. Hope you guys are doing splendid because you're healthy. It's uh, it's cold out right now. I know right now, as you listen to this, I'm probably recovering from the booster right now. You think you're gonna? You're already expecting to feel side effects? I, I think so. I mean, I, I did take a day when I took the vaccine, mm-hmm. for, but this would be the second day after I took it already. So I think yeah. I'd be 80% at this point. All right. Pretend you already took it. Ugh, yeah. Is that what you sound like? I'd be like, yeah, I think so. Pretty much. So my arm would be useless. I would be in bed. So nothing different there. Nothing different there. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's like how I expect to be. Um, I'm not taking it for a week after you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I did like refresh the page to get one sooner because I was hoping to just do it sooner than later. Yeah. Now that I had time to do it, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to kind of refresh the CVS browser to freaking find a in the browser to see yeah. an open spot and i got one a week ahead of you I, in your face no, i could have got one earlier but i have things to do and i don't want to feel lousy when i have to do those things so I'm, i scheduled it at a time where i know i have nothing to do past that i see okay okay yeah. i didn't want to take it around then because i think i have like you know regular christmas break for work yeah and if i took it then it'd be like i'm taking a very extended vacation and i didn't want to be that person okay. all right yeah uh yeah. I, it's different for your work yeah yeah i i need this time right now to finish shopping oh okay people be shopping people be shopping yeah i haven't bought any gifts yet I all <laughs> um we black friday is typically the gift buying season and i didn't know i never for, do that forgot that's what people say and i think oh yeah that is a good move buy for other people i'm always just shopping for myself i honestly i shop christmas gifts like i start december 20th probably <laughs> i ask them there what they want at the party <laughs> yeah so i haven't started at all that's a good move just like be on your phone like so what do you want it'll be at your place in a week what do you want at cvs that i can get while i'm waiting in line right <laughs> i i was called to get ice so i'll just pass by there and get everything <laughs> i haven't started yet i I don't even know what people want. Mm-hmm. It's a big guess. It's it's buying gifts is hard. Well, it actually gets harder and harder, obviously, because yeah. you got them a gift one year, you can't get it the next year. Yeah, are you sure we can't get them the same thing? <laughs> our dad specifically is like, "This is our my fifth jacket from you guys." Yeah, like I don't want this anymore. Honestly, though, like we bought him like I think we bought him sneakers one year, like really nice sneakers. Yeah, he's never worn them because he doesn't like using new stuff. Because that's no. So how could it ever be old if you never use it? It's an it's average sneakers. They're not high end or anything. It's just their improvement for him. But he's a creature of habit. Yes, that's right. So if he's if it's new to him, he doesn't want it. Nah, thank you. Yeah. Nothing. So I have to find. I have to give him a gift from his closet. <laughs> oh, just the one I wanted. Yeah. This the one look, I have. This will look perfect next to the one I already have. <laughs> I don't know what to get. I just, I I don't know. Like honestly though, if like I didn't get them anything, would they notice? Would they notice? <laughs> would their life be any different? Any I don't know. Some some family members did tell us what they wanted, but it was very practical and boring. So I was like, yeah. that's not fun. That's not a that's not a gift. That's just a. What do you want for Christmas? I um, I, I actually don't know. See, yeah, it's this it is, is hard. Everybody, it's hard. What? Well, do you know? Huh? I asked you this for. If I don't know what I want, how am I supposed to know what everyone else wants? Yeah, I know myself. I don't know you. <laughs> Your family, I don't know you. 
uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know when I end up going shopping, but most likely it's going to be uh, like in a week. It's too annoying when you're shopping for yourself and then you're like, you have to hold back and tell someone else that, oh, I want this as a gift, but I could just get it way earlier if I get it myself now. Yeah. Uh, can we just make a deal? You don't get me anything. I won't get you anything. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Give cards all around. Uh, I'll, honestly, I'll take a gift card. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not skirting that away. <laughs> Um, if you're new to the show, thank you for tuning in. It is a big week, Spider-Man week. Spider-Man, yes, that's right. Big deal. Yeah. The, uh, the webhead is back. Just one? Oh, webheads? <laughs> the webheads? I I got tickets, but we're going on Friday. Yes, that's right. So yeah. technically opening day, but not like opening night would be Thursday, right? Yes. They, they say Friday's the, the opening day because it's quote unquote the weekend already. Yeah. But Thursday, we know. No, they just they premiere earlier in most uh, theaters. When did they start doing that? Well, it's just theaters started to do that because they could, like legally, they could premiere on Thursdays. And so then those were the hot theaters to go to. And so then everyone had to do it on Thursday now. Because no, I think it's like the way movies are released, it's by like country, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. it's released on the, what is it, 17th? That's right. In the U.S., so technically at like 9 p.m. or whatever in the U.S., in New York, in the East Coast, it's the 17th. So they can sell it here at night the day before. Oh, okay. Because it's considered in that window already. I didn't know that. Wow, very interesting. Which I, I don't know if that's true either. I'm just kind of making that up. <laughs> Would it make sense to make a time zone by time zone? That just makes sense. But that's also annoying. No, because now you have to wait till Friday, really. Yeah. No, it's annoying. <laughs> Uh, whatever, whatever I can watch it the soonest. If there were tickets, like better seats for Thursday, mm-hmm. I would have, of course, jumped at that. I didn't want to be. The thing is, now all of Friday during the day, I have to avoid spoilers. You have to wear earmuffs yeah. all day. Yeah. And I have to wear like bl- um, blinders and plug my ears and cover my mouth. <laughs> Someone might feed me spoilers. <laughs> you can't, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. You, you can't be on social media for the whole day, yeah. right? That's that's a no for a whole day. That's just annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so just turn off your phone. Nobody <laughs> can reach you. you. Can't do that. I'm sure. I'm sure. Friday morning, my alarm's gonna go off. I'm gonna look at my phone, and there's gonna be a spoiler on my alarm. <laughs> hey, Chris, did you know? <laughs> did you know this? There were five Spider Men in the movie. <laughs> <sighs> Why don't you tell the listeners how the show works? Here at the Reader Copy Podcast, we split it up in three sections. First up, we'll run down the comic book news that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a awesome comic book. This time, we're doing Spider-Man, Revenge of the Sinister Six. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, where we just go into what entertainment we've been taking on this week. All right, let's uh, get into the news. Last week, they had the, I think it's just called the Game Awards. The Game Awards, yeah. As in video games. I don't know who runs it. Do you? Uh, I think it's one guy. No way. No, honestly, yeah. It's a guy in his bedroom. <sighs> Gosh, I, I could look it up now. You don't have to. I'm just wondering. That's just funny. No, but I think it is one guy started it all. And he was like big in video games already. Big into them? Like he's a big fan? No. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Okay. okay. You're saying? I, uh, yeah. I started it. Yeah. Uh, they released a bunch of trailers for upcoming video games. That's right. Um, a lot of them are not comic book related, but are still very cool. You can chat about them if you want to. What's the big one that came out of the Star Wars Eclipse? That one looked really good. Have you seen the trailer yet? Yeah. It's like a cinematic trailer. So not gameplay. But, That's true. Uh, best 
Star Wars things are cinematics for their video games. Yeah, that's that's kind of on point. Uh, that freaking even that old Star Wars game, Star Wars Unleashed, the cinematics were pretty dang good. Do you remember the cinematics for like Old Republic stuff? Yeah, oh, God, for the time. Yeah, silent, <laughs> no dialogue trailers oh, have well. the best stories in Star really? Wars. <laughs> Is that where there's like hordes of Jedi fighting each other because it's like the Old yeah. Republic stuff? Yeah, and then there's one where like it's like a royalty guy and he has like uh, a yellow lightsaber okay it's, it looks cool it just is it different <laughs> it just hits different he asked George Lucas for his own color lightsaber <laughs> Um, so there was that. There's a new Eclipse one. What did you think of the new Eclipse one? I thought it was awesome. I was confused at what era it is. Is it like prequel era? I just, it looked like it kind of was, but also... I think it's before the prequels, but like right before the prequels. Okay. Yeah, I like the feel of it. It's almost more of the uh, tribal like sure. aspects of Star Wars. Yeah. Less so this Republic, right? This Royal Council or whatever, you know. There's... What I don't get about Star Wars, there's so many planets that there has to be another type of enemy because there's so many planets, but they're always fighting the Sith. There's bounty hunters, there's Jabba's. Yeah, but there's got to be a whole other army thing because there's so many planets. There's got to be another army of other bad guys. I think it's the whole idea. Like it's an empire, right? They get folded into it and they're assigned or they yeah, become they soldiers. They shouldn't have to be. You don't like that. There's got to be a They're, they're going to squash them. They're the there's empire. There's got to be like a separatist style uh army of robots how about that Dude, how about that, that. yeah <laughs> uh, i think they've done that actually okay it was pretty good right i don't know those I are don't the know best what... movies <laughs> <laughs> the i thought we're just like we're agreed upon us star wars fans we're gonna stay away from prequel era stuff it just doesn't it's not as good as the other stuff but i don't know i guess the clone wars cartoons are pretty good but i mean this is prequels but not like Anakin. yeah i think it could still be like a hundred years before the prequels because i think they show yoda in the jedi council Mm. room okay but that i mean yoda's 700 800 years old so it could be any time it's very youthful yeah the chair this is teenage yoda right now 400 year old teenage yoda yeah he's still a whippersnapper Uh, there's that. There is also a new Sonic video game. Oh, it's a vi- oh. There's a video game and a movie. And right? a movie. Yeah. Yeah. The Sonic video game is like Frontiers. I think. I think it's like an open world game. Okay, that's an interesting idea for Sonic. You like Sonic? Are you Sonic? No, guy? not at all. Not the at all. old games, the new games, don't like them. You, I think you should play the original Sonic game. I did. I didn't like it. It's like it's annoying. <laughs> you mean hard? It's 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 not even like uh, feels like I could. I'm playing it. It just keeps. It just goes. I think you didn't get past the of course the the first couple levels are easy because it's for kids it wasn't easy for me it was like this is get to the hard levels where there's like water that you're gonna drown in it's okay it has a water level the hardest level yes all right have you ever seen a hedgehog swim impossible it's not good try try doing it in a video game yeah i I don't know i just never liked them and i know the later ones are notoriously bad too it's like the the french ones that are okay like the surf one okay yeah i don't even know that one yeah uh, but the the game that I want to talk about mostly, because this is a comic book podcast. It is, yes. Is a Wonder Woman open world video game coming from this game studio, Monolith. This is the video game company that gave us uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War, which are 
pretty good games. Maybe the first one's better, but yeah. So they what they are taking from those games is this mechanic called the Nemesis system. Do you know what that is? They are taking that? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Do you know what that is? Yes. Can you explain? From the those games, they're like these orcs that um, become your nemesis as you fight them. And if, you, if they survive, they slowly become your nemesis because you keep fighting them in this open world, right? Right. So. And they get higher up in rank. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting idea. So the AI bad guys are not just generic guys. If they have like a a past with you, mm-hmm. so you might run into the same guy again later in the game, and they might be better now and stuff like that, right? Yeah, like each time they defeat you, they go up in rank, they become stronger, and so quote unquote, they're your nemesis. I have a feeling this is gonna play like a God of War. Oh, right. yeah, it's a hack and slash type game. Yeah, because you know she's an Amazon, and her weapon is like sword and a, and a lasso. Mm-hmm. So that fighting style could easily fit those those style gameplays like that, or I maybe like an Assassin's Creed style game. God of War makes sense because uh, yeah, I think God of War makes sense. Greek, right? She's like sure. taking on these uh, different weapons that you kind of what happens in God of War, like these mm-hmm. you know glowing weapons that you find the arrow of Artemis or whatever, something like that. Yeah, so makes sense. The the trailer that they released is literally nothing. It's she's standing in like a black void, so you don't even see what the world will look like uh or what the gameplay will feel like or anything like that so really just like guessing at this point right it's my just, guess is god of war style possibly um i think it like you said it's open world type thing yeah i i like that idea um what does that mean what setting do you think it's gonna be like is it gonna be olden times like uh on themiscira maybe she's just there but that's kind of boring I think it'll be globe trotting, maybe globe trotting, like a like an uncharted game. Mm. Like you have to go to this place, and maybe some settings are like jungle, some settings are like desert, some settings are like city. It could take place like uh, in World War One, like Wonder Woman One. Yeah, and then there's a war scene where she has to go into yeah um, the middle of the war, right? That'll be very. And then there could be a scene where it's the '80s, and she has to wear like a power suit. Okay, maybe it is like yeah, it could. throughout her whole life there's a lot of time in between mm-hmm. yeah i didn't think of that yeah but the the costume she wears looks very similar to gal Gadot's wonder woman right nothing different there um they do highlight the whip the, the lasso a lot mm-hmm. right so i think that's going to be a large part of the gameplay. i'm wondering if it could simulate some of the spider-man type feel of swinging oh, yeah, with the maybe. lasso yeah um i remember in uh the latest wonder woman movie she kind of whips at lightning and can like use what that. Was that i don't yeah i like the look of it i don't know if it made sense or if she even had that power yeah but i could see that being fun in the game Mm -hmm. right she's also like incredibly strong right of course. So, like, I, I would think it'd be cool if she could, like, flip over tanks and stuff like that. Oh, all right. Just, like, like run into a tank and yeah. manhandle a tank. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'd be pretty interesting. Just, uh, maybe she uses shields a lot, like, random stuff, because she had that in the first movie, right? She's like, a whole right. door as a shield. Yeah. I want the Themyscira-style fighting that we get in the movies, like, this, like, oh, sli- like, sliding on the ground to, like, get everyone at their legs. Yeah. And she I does that of, in the movies, yeah. Yeah, I want to see that in the game this kind of flow type fighting right very interesting kind of unique in the movie landscape i think um the only other games like 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 dc i could compare it to is like of course the batman games right? yeah yeah so but batman like fits the world he's in the city yeah was seeing wonder woman as wonder woman just in like a city does that seem weird it is a little weird then the the name of those games is arkham right yeah so right. it makes sense you have to be tied to the city yeah 
So Wonder Woman just kind of globetrotting whatever. I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. Okay. Um, she remember in the movie she has like a job that's like a treasure, whatever. Like yeah, a she's like ancient. a museum. Uh, what what do you call it? Uh, what you, you archaeologist, ar- museum person, museum there person. Go. There you go, museum, museumer, <laughs> museum guide. Yeah. Uh, whatever her job is, now that could be some type of excuse for her alternate identity to go to different ruins. That'd be interesting, right? Like, yeah. 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 I think that'd be cool. Do you think we get to see her armor that she had in 84? Oh, the gold one? Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, The hopes for that movie were kind of too high for what we got. Maybe they'll try to okay. distance from that a bit. But I think the armor was cool. It could be like a Spider-Man thing where they she just has random costumes, out, uh, costumes that she can plop on. Mm. I mean, did Arkham, the Batman Arkham games have that? I kind of skins? forgot. They had, yeah. But, but they, they didn't have powers, right? No, the skins were just skins. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'd imagine they just do skins again. Um, the nemesis system, let's go back to that. Okay. What? Who the heck are his, her nemesis? Like, if they're just, in that game, they're just henchmen. These orcs are just random blobs of enemies. Yeah. What the heck are they going to do with the nemesis system? I don't know. Like, I don't know what kind of army she's fighting or characters that they can make that, like, progress through yeah. the story, too. So I don't know. Uh, I have no idea either. Um, maybe maybe it is just in Themyscira, and then they're the Themyscirians. Themyscarians. Themys... Them. Themyscis. <laughs> I have no idea what the right word is. <laughs> but the the women of Themyscira, right? Yeah. What if they're to them? Is, is her enemy at some point? Even though they're her family, maybe their brains are warped from some big bad. I think the big bad is Bezos. What? Oh, right. Because he rules the Amazon. Rules the Amazon. When you rule the Amazon, you rule the world. Yeah. <laughs> He controls the the way everything is done. I think so, yes. And of course, she's a princess. She has a kind heart. You know, I, th- I like that idea of Wonder Woman 2. She's a little more, more kind than, let's say, Batman. Okay. You yeah. get that brutish type of feel of Batman so much in these games. What is the vibe Diana's going to have in this in this game? You know, Galga don't, don't inspire know. so much. Yeah, but I don't think this game, I mean, honestly, the trailer is nothing. She doesn't even speak in the trailer. I don't know if it looks that great as far as graphics. It, it's so early. So, That's so true. early. It's early. It's early. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know when this comes out. It could come out in like three years. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Right? They just want to really something at game awards yeah yeah so i think there were rumors a, a while ago already that someone's making a wonder woman game oh was there yeah like even before um what's the last batman one arkham knight yeah there was rumors that that was going to be a wonder woman game ready because uh another studio made the third batman game i see and so, so it was a transfer so they're like oh maybe they're not making another batman game but it turns out they did about time yeah so i'm excited for it the other dc games coming out is the suicide squad and gotham knights that's right yeah I, that, I think those might be kind of cool Suicide Squad looks fun yeah yeah the Suicide Squad one it looks like each character has their own play style okay like, are you playing as like you alternate between the characters you think I think so I haven't seen the gameplay yet okay is it released like um yeah there was a quick gameplay trailer uh King Shark he's like you're the brute you yeah. run around and everything bounces off you obviously um Harley Quinn is like you're the melee person she has like a giant bat or something mallet Mallets, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what's different is Captain Boomerang is very fast. 
because he's the second Captain Boomerang. Oh, he's he's actually got superpowers. Yeah, which is speed. Okay. Or right. and uh, why would he be choose to be his boomerang guy? Is he just skilled at that too? His dad was the original. Okay. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess okay. he got a Captain uh, Boomerang 2.0. Yeah. He got to. And then uh, the other character is Deadshot. Yeah, I wonder what he's good. Close uh, combat. He has um, a jetpack. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then he it's very uh, Boba Fett. He shoots from his like you know wrist gun thing. right yeah that's his, his uh moniker yeah yeah All so right. that's that game that game actually looks kind of fun it might be might be good the cinematics again the cinematic was pretty entertaining yeah. and uh, interesting stakes there where we're finding the justice league so maybe yeah i don't know if we'll tie to that at all i don't i doubt it will yeah wonder woman game i i think it was still very far away okay just got gotta let you guys know there's something on the books yeah it's it's gonna happen and what else is gonna happen is daredevil will be in the mcu yes confirmed supposedly yeah Cineblend had a interview with uh, MCU head boss boss Kevin Feige yeah and they're like so uh, what's up with Daredevil you guys got the rights back when they canceled the Netflix show you can do whatever you want now are we gonna see Daredevil in the MCU and I wanna say like his comment exactly so I don't get yeah. it mm-hmm. mixed up but he was like if we were to see Daredevil in upcoming things Charlie Cox yes would be the actor playing Daredevil so straight from the horse's mouth Daredevil in the MCU is gonna be Charlie Cox if we get Daredevil I, I a lot of people were saying confirmed Charlie yeah. Cox's return as daredevil the way kevin worded that was if we get daredevil it'll be charlie cox so he's thinking we would just never get daredevil yeah that also i doubt that too i'm just saying the way these headlines make it sound like mm-hmm. it's like kevin was like yeah you can see him tomorrow when you watch spider-man <laughs> he's in there <laughs> Uh, I I think we're gonna get Daredevil. I think it's gonna be Charlie Cox. You know, I'm just str- I'm just putting these journalists to task. What's strange is that these they're usually very secretive, and he says this so nonchalantly, like yeah, like this is big news, and he said it in a regular interview. Yeah, I think um everyone kind of has predictions about when Daredevil's gonna enter, right? Sure. So I think this could kind of uh, appease some people that are curious. So just because it's Charlie Cox. Does that mean all the baggage from the Netflix shows are with him? Like, it could be a brand new story. He doesn't have the whole history of that Matt Murdock. That's true, right? It could be a, maybe a different take. Like, he gets a different outfit. It's just the same actor. It's a, mm, a different angle for the character. Mm-hmm. Maybe we rely more on the stick, you know, his mentor type storyline instead of the Karen Page and Foggy Nelson. Maybe he wears the yellow costume. I don't like that, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> what if we get the armor? Have you seen the, like, the 90s like very armored daredevil i think so is it black yeah yeah the costume's black some people hate it i thought it was not bad Mm -hmm. i i get it like charlie cox was so great as as daredevil and as matt murdoch charlie cox matt murdoch double alliteration works perfect okay (laughs) i think uh that they're just scared to recast anyone that will do worse Oh, you think that? Yeah. Well, it's a fan service too. It is. Yeah. Fan service is not always a good thing. No, it's not. No, but they could do worse like that. Yeah, they could totally do worse. Do you want it to be the exact Netflix, like all that is coming with him? Um, I do. And I still think that's in the universe. (sighs) 
Uh, okay. I think this just the stuff they're dealing with is small potatoes up till now. Okay, but like the so, things that happened in the MCU was happening in that world. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, Infinity War was after was it after season three of Daredevil? As far as real world timeline, I guess they could have smushed it into just all before that too. I mean, it could be any time. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Um, they didn't mention about the Avengers. Like I was bringing this up, they mentioned Avengers type things in the background in the first season yeah. of those shows. Yeah. So I think I think it's still in the same universe. I think um, they bring them back. We already know Hawkeye stuff. Watch our, or listen to our episodes on that. Kingpin could be in the mix. So tied to all that, it all makes sense. I remember in Ant Man at the end credit, there was like this whole like reporter person that was talking about all these other vigilante things, right? All right. And one of them was like, she said, "This is before Spider Man was in Civil War," and she said like something like, "Guy in a red suit swinging around New York." Oh yeah, yeah. I, everyone was like, "Oh, Spider Man," but in my head. I was like, oh, Red Suit is Daredevil. Oh, wow. And that's when that's the Netflix shows had been out already, I think, right? Yeah. Or it was about to come out, something like that. By then, it would it has got to have been come Maybe, out already. Yeah. yeah. I'm so confused. Uh, but yeah, I, so I guess if they were to shoehorn it in or retcon it, it could be part of the MCU. I, I, I wouldn't mind it. It's just now that um, uh, some, I heard some of the Avengers died. Maybe they need, they need to do some recruiting <laughs> <laughs> and they find this blind guy that can actually throw a punch. I also read rumors that they want to, Marvel wants to include uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage in the MCU. Not saying it's those versions of them. Yeah. But they said like, yeah, we want, we have plans for Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. And of course, the Charlie Cox's Daredevil. They said nothing about Iron Fist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? Those characters together. Yeah. When they kind of had their love, you know, uh, you know their pairing, mm-hmm. a lot of it was they were Avengers at the time. Yeah. So that could be worked into them as part of a team you know uh sure. they're not kind of uh they were on a team but it's not the same thing as avengers that they could bring a lot of drama to a team right uh luke cage and jessica jones yeah jessica yeah. jones specifically like she, she's she, not yeah she's, she's least, crazy yeah yeah at least like a team player yeah i always thought those characters are kind of weird because they're so similar as far mm-hmm. as like powers oh okay like indestructible and very strong i right? think he's just he's strong i think he's just buff yeah right? he doesn't have he super has strength. no superhuman strength he's just he's a, big i think, I think he's just buff and he works out but he's indestructible (laughs) i think that's real all right but i think he's just regular strong Uh, and then, yeah, but like, if they were to bring those versions of them in, are they like movie stars? Oh, wow. That's, that's I think, why we're definitely bringing in Charlie Cox. He brings more than those two, don't you think? But also Charlie Cox, is he a movie star? Like, I could tell he could be because of Daredevil has brought him that popularity. Exactly. But I don't think he was a movie star before Daredevil. No, I know he starred in a few movies that I've enjoyed, but I don't think, uh, n- not to the populace not very mm-hmm. open yeah yeah and honestly i think disney really loves making shows now because their shows oh. racking the cash so right i think um they're focused on making series more than shows like this year had five shows come out almost six because uh, miss marvel was almost going to come out this year right right yeah so that's six shows versus what's usually three movies yeah that's a, a whole lot of actual so, film time yeah yeah I, I, well they're trying to get everyone on their service
service, right? Yeah. I think um, there's opportunity there. If <laughs> I like what you said about Iron Fist. They didn't bring him up, but Heroes for Hire sounds like a more of a show type idea. Mm, Maybe Heroes right. for Hire is booting out Iron Fist and it's the two Ooh, of them. Yeah. Because I could totally see... They're a power couple. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see in the same screen, like... Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, She-Hulk kind of like yeah. mash up with Daredevil too. So like street team. Yeah. <laughs> I think that could work. I think so too. I, I expect it now. And, and weirdly enough, Iron Fist, not from the show, but from the comics, like that kind of character, I feel like is a movie character. That's funny because he's a, he's almost Batman, right? Yeah. And he's so powerful. Yeah. He's actually got powers, like actually yeah, like, no, like explosive is. powers. Yeah, exactly. Is like a bigger show, bigger spectacle than a guy leaping. Yeah. <laughs> than a blind guy. Yeah, okay. I think it would be cool if, uh, I'm just pulling this out of my butt now, uh, Shang-Chi 2 is like Shang-Chi versus Iron Fist. Oh, okay. For some reason. Right. Right, like uh, cultural appreciation versus cultural appropriation. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like that idea. I, I, it's the same world, martial arts, right? Mm -hmm. And mystical stuff. Um, does Kunlun have some type of ties between, what's the hidden village of the mom? I have no idea. I doubt I'd be able to pronounce it if I knew it. I, I don't. They probably said it, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Um, what about Punisher? That's right. Now, he, he's a movie star, right? Bernthal, yeah. He's Bernth out of all of them, he's the movie star. Yeah. And he fits the character so well. He is a better fit than even Charlie Cox is for Daredevil. You think so? I think so. Yeah. It's almost like it was too unnoticed when they hired him. I think whereas like Jessica Jones and all those characters, even Daredevil would fit better having series. I think if you just give John Bernthal a Punisher movie right off the bat, it's like that's would sell a lot. I agree. And um, but Punisher movies overall are not as not very good. I don't know if they it's, were not made by Disney. That's what I, who knows how to make a Punisher movie. <laughs> I, 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 if anybody knows how to make a violent Punisher movie, but it's it's Walt Disney. It's going to be. <laughs> It's, it's. I think that's. You talked about how Disney doesn't want to make R movies. I definitely think they don't want to make a Punisher R movie. That's like. Look, I think they're going to make a Deadpool movie, mm -hmm. and they're going to brand it as Fox. Oh, right? Fox still exists. Yeah, it's just a property of Disney. I see. It's like okay. Fox, a Disney property. That's I what see. it is. Okay, I think. Fox, a Disney so, story. Yeah. <laughs> so I think. Um, they, they're going to start making R-rated movies because not just even outside of Marvel and comic books, they're going to make R movies. Like, uh, I think they still want to do Die Hard and the Alien franchise. Those are R movies? Die Hard? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They don't, it doesn't seem that uh, bad. Just because we watched them as a kid doesn't mean we're they're not rated R. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> those, yeah. those gradings did not exist when we were kids. Yeah. We I just think, never looked I, at them. I think maybe the newer ones are not R, but... That's what I mean, yeah. The original was like, yeah, it's an R-rated Justin movie. Long's movie was like an R movie. That, that that was like a joke. No. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I think Disney is uh ready to make R rated movies. Okay. Okay. I I don't. I'm not sure if Punisher's on board at the moment on the deck. But I think those other properties, Jessica Jones and uh, Power Man. Mm -hmm. I think there's there's more potential there because Disney knows they could do better and they can probably make a better show using those characters. So there's more to mind there. I think. Yeah. And they already know 
Charlie Cox is uh, like guaranteed almost to be like a great success of a of a Daredevil. Great bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So where do we see him? Do we see him in the Echo series? Do we see him sooner? Do we see him in a movie? Um, because he said upcoming. What if Daredevil is the antagonistic character Ooh. for Echo, and yeah, he is like this. He's a guy that moves in the shadow, right? Sure. So she could not really know he's a hero. Maybe that's why we haven't really heard of him so far. I mean, also in Hawkeye, she's not really a hero. I know. Yeah. But um, just that he's a, a guy he does not have to care about. Okay. For sure. Yeah. And it, it's just the target for her at the start of the show. Okay. And then slowly he becomes the reason why Echo maybe turns tides and becomes a maybe a better yeah. moral character. Yeah. Yeah. They could um relate on uh, disabilities, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how that would come up. <laughs> Do you think Hawkeye could be a leader of this more street level Avengers team? Hawkeye's the leader? Yeah, because Hawkeye these- was a leader in the Avengers comic books for yeah. a time. Yeah. So do you think Jeremy Renner, they would give him a team of like Daredevil, Jessica Jones, She-Hulk. Uh, wow. Yeah, maybe Echo. That seems like a, a lot to rest on Jeremy Renner, the actor. To be honest, I, I like the guy, but he's not a Robert You're Downey. Taking shots now at the actor. I mean, he, just <laughs> performance-wise. <laughs> Like, I don't think he's a Chris Evans. I don't think he's a Robert Downey Jr. and can lead a team to that impact. Okay. I, do you think he is? Uh, I don't know. I'm just Wow, saying, you're like, just b- boxing me in a quarter. I'm big- just saying, like, you know, stranger things have happened. Okay. <laughs> Um, not a whole lot of news this week because true, true. Spider-Man is coming out and that's all anybody wants to talk about. Yeah. So let's talk about it. <laughs> I I want to do, this is our kind of our last chance to talk about it until we've already seen it. That's right. Right. So after we've seen it, we'll have answers to all of our questions. So I wanted to come up with like predictions and then come back later after we've seen it and see who's correct. Double back, right. Yeah. Now, are these all predictions we think are for sure going to happen? Like, So I, we, let's do like a one that's like we're pretty positive it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then one that's like 50-50. And then one that's like uh, I think um, probably not going to happen, but we're willing, like we kind of want it or, you know. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Very long shot of a, of a prediction. Okay, all right. And as far as predictions, these can't be just things we see in the trailer already. I, I predict Doctor Strange will be in it. Yeah. I predict uh, Tom Holland is going to be in the movie. Like <laughs> it's not it's not things we've seen and in this these all these trailers already. Yeah, predictions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to give me your first one? Okay, which one do you want first? The least likely or most likely? Mo- most likely. Let's start okay. with uh, something that's easy. I think what will happen is I think Charlie Cox, like we just talked about, him, will appear in the movie. This is the one that Kevin Feige is talking about. Yeah, because well, with with the no, right? What Kevin said was, if we get a, char- a Daredevil, <laughs> if we get a Charlie Cox, he would be Daredevil. It, he didn't say he would be in Spider-Man No Way Home, right? No. He didn't say that. There was no note of that in the quote. Uh-huh. I, my thing is, I think he is going to be in No Way Home. I like that idea of him being his lawyer or pop in there. He's helping. He's getting closer to superheroes now. And he's okay. like, he sees Peter Parker in this corner. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'll be your lawyer. You're, you're kind of broke still. I'll be your lawyer for free, right? <laughs> okay. Sure You've hung out with Tony for a little bit, but he's not around. So yeah. you need a lawyer. I think he's his lawyer and when um, everyone's coming after him for whatever damages to the city, some type of random harm he did as Spider-Man, the city, he's a vigilante too, Yeah, right? He's under a mask. 
I, I guess is it's a different story in the Marvel universe with the Sokovian Accords. But I mean, like he's not with the Avengers, so it's like he doesn't care. Yeah, right. Uh, so I think I think Charlie Cox is gonna be in the movie. Charlie Cox and then also Daredevil as as Matt Murdock, not as Daredevil. Okay, that's what I believe. Okay. If he shows up at Daredevil, then you're th- wrong. That's I'd be it. happy. <laughs> that's not that's, that's not what I was saying. Um, I think it's a tease, right? So I mean, this is like you're almost guaranteeing it. I think so. This is how strong of a prediction that is. Well, I. I I do think it's it's gonna happen more than the other predictions okay. I have on my list. This is like your highest probability prediction. I think so. Okay. Uh, for me, I think something that's I feel is very likely going to happen, and maybe there's clues in the trailer for this. Yeah. I think Aunt May will die. That's my medium prediction. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I think it's going to happen almost definitely. Why? Okay, let's let's hear your notes of why you think it's going to happen. There's a scene in the trailer where like the apartment that they're in blows up, mm. and we know Happy Hogan is in the movie from the trailer. So it gives him also a reason to be in there because because uh, he's I guess he's hooking up with that May. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> uh, so he also I think like he might die too. Happy Hogan. Yeah, because no, like no, why no, do we no. need John Favreau anymore? Iron Man's dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's like the uncle to yeah. to Morgan. He's got to be around. Uh, yeah, but Morgan's not around. She's not in the movies anyway. So let's like why do we have she? She could be an Avenger in the future. Okay, I, I don't see superhero movies going away anytime soon. Uh, yeah probably yeah i think uh it gives stakes to the movie it gives gravitas we know uh tom holland already said in interviews like this is a heavier movie than the previous two Mm. so i think there's you know more at stake with this one uh and there's also not a lot of marissa tomei in the trailer there was like a one shot of her really looking concerned so that could be even the scene itself yeah uh, beforehand there's a shot of uh tom holland like diving to try to stop a goblin bomb the pumpkin bomb and it explodes maybe that's the scene yeah yeah all right so i'm willing to bet she dies i was gonna say like someone important but like I, I think the other people are too important. Too much of the part of the the mix, right? Part of yeah. the soup of the story. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I think uh, Marissa Tomei dies. I don't, I'm not saying like she's gone forever because maybe there's uh, Doctor Strange later. Oh. <laughs> but I think she dies. I think so too. Um, but it is my midi- medium uh, prediction. I think also <laughs> it would be good for the story, like the, the overall story for Peter Parker. Yeah. Not just for this movie, but moving forward, we know there's going to be three more spider-man yeah. movies yeah so this could be like um he's basically like as family like media family he's kind of on his own now right, oh, right. even more so ben, uncle ben right. he's gone on may's gone and so he's gonna have to lean more on the relationship with mj and i think that's gonna happen right mm-hmm. they're He's going to grow up really fast now, even more. Tony Stark is even gone. So he's got this um, wicked uh, stepfather, uh, Doctor Strange now, and he's doing an (laughs) awful job, right? And freaking Wong is the evil stepsister. It's like a whole awful scenario. We're not going to get like My Three Dads where he lives with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half men. Yeah, all right. That could work too. Maybe, Maybe got me beat there. Uh, two and a half Spider-Man. Two and a half Spider. Wow, <laughs> Kevin, where are you? We need to talk. <laughs> it's uh, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Charlie Sheen. Oh wow! <laughs> what was it? Tiger Blood? Yeah. What is it? I like that. I like that. Oh, I- webbing. <laughs> 
I, th- I, th- I think there's totally um yeah but it, it, what's gonna be like all the rest of the cast moving forward as far as non-heroes in the movies i guess it's ned and mj sure. they've got to introduce more characters somehow maybe this this movie is gonna mix things up somehow for that to happen yeah right um aunt may uh, yeah so they're making room for those characters maybe getting rid of aunt may somewhere yeah i don't know what those characters are yet yeah yeah it's gotta be yeah uh that's your medium one that's my medium one yeah like you go either way yeah yeah okay i just Uh, thought the other one i think that's also likely but i thought the other one was more likely okay my medium one yeah you might have conflict with this one because my medium one is that the other two spider-men show up i think it's just as plausible that they don't show up really yeah i think it's it's not guaranteed it's a flip of a coin it's like i'll believe either scenario that if you said they show up it's like okay that's what everyone thought and they don't show up it's like yeah I, I, I could see why they don't show up so what okay so it's flip of a coin which I'm gonna ask this specifically which is your prediction your prediction your medium is that they will show up or that they will not show well, up well it's 50-50 so it's both it, it matters so I'm gonna be right either way <laughs> exactly I want to prove you wrong <laughs> if, if like one of them if Andrew only shows up and Toby doesn't you're still wrong <laughs> Um, what I want to happen is they do show up. Yeah, because it's just fun, yeah, right? Yeah. But there's side of me that believe, like, in reality, in real world stuff, it's like, Tommy McGuire's like, I don't want to do that anymore. He's tired. Yeah. I don't want to put on uh, tights anymore. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And that character, like, I've moved past that character already, right? Has he? What else has he done? Well, he's, he has. The world hasn't. The world hasn't. Wow. And Andrew Garfield's like, you guys, like, took this away from me. Like, I don't... Yeah. I was supposed to have another movie. It was already in the works but then you know you guys would rather work with iron man yeah uh, work with tom holland he's got like a, i mean they did hug he doesn't resent him too much originally he was supposed to be the one going with the avengers really but then they're just like there's too much there that won't work so the initial one was it was him who do you think um and i would watch that him? huh who do you think squashed that was it the uh, disney I, side or sony side i bet it was the russo brothers oh yeah okay yeah that makes sense they're they're yeah. the, the, the ones plotting out the story for civil war specifically yeah yeah so I could see why real world would uh, to- uh, real world Toby and Andrew would be like I don't want to do that anymore I, they're done with it yeah yeah it just brushes up a lot of drama yeah I mean we've never we haven't re- barely seen Toby out with this whole Spider-Man with Spider-Man being released uh, No yeah. Way Home and Andrew Garfield's been saying no 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 but uh, also like tongue-in-cheek feel also yeah it, it, he's like no 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 and then later in the day he takes a picture with Tom Holland <laughs> ah, yeah <laughs> uh, one also thing thing i thought was that scene everyone's wondering those two spider-men are missing from the shots yeah this could be any characters that they plopped out of there just to draw up attention yeah like they could be venom which we haven't seen in the trailer yet with miles morales further down in the shot maybe i think that's even that's more unlikely than the my unlikely one really (laughs) oh wow well do you think well do you think venom's gonna okay well let's hear do you think venom's gonna be in the trailer it's not your unlikely prediction in the trailer no in the movie in the trailer in the movie uh um, I think he's also in the end credit, just like Spider-Man was in his end credit. But he's not in the main movie, is mm-hmm. my guess. I wonder why. I wonder if they just have too many characters in a waste to have him there when they can have that in a follow-up movie, right? Right, yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to go with your final prediction? Okay, so my least likely prediction will, will be that Spider-Man will be cut out of the MCU, which was your prediction. Okay, but yeah, but we kind of know that already because they said it. Well, they th- that was not a, a promise. That was like... Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That that's my prediction, and I don't think it was like, oh, that's so wrong. Because <laughs> I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want you to be right. <laughs> Catch twenty two. <laughs>
I don't think it's gonna be cut out of uh, the MCU. I think they'll figure out a way to keep it going, even okay. though there's a lot going on. All right. Yeah. That, there's m- nothing more to say about that. I, I don't think it's gonna happen. But you think there's a chance? Um, I guess so. Yeah. There's a chance for a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, What is your least likely prediction? Okay. Um, I don't. Okay, so kind of going off with my middle one. I. All right. All Let's right. say uh, the two other Spider-Man are not in it. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, but we know it's gonna be like that three-on-three fight scene at the end, right? Mm. It sounds like a okay. It's a contingent on the yeah. middle one happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's three on three and you say Charlie Cox is in it, I think one of them was Daredevil. Oh yeah, right? right. Yeah. And then one we know this hero is in it. Why is he not helping? It's Doctor Strange. Oh right. Yeah. So I think it's Spider Man, Doctor Strange, and Daredevil fighting the bad guys at the end. Because why is Doctor Strange in it and also just like this is your problem? Like <laughs> I go and deal with stuff. Like he was. They were they were fighting a bit, right? What? Yeah. How, how do they end that? Because they don't. I think they don't, neither of them die or anything. So how do they end that fight where he's chasing him down, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Mm, okay. So then you're saying it, that could be him helping out with Peter Parker. I just think like, why would you not help? <laughs> yeah, right. They always put Doctor Strange in this position like, I have to hold the barrier up so you guys do the fighting. Because I'm too strong yeah. to be in the mix of this. Yeah, I have to stop the dimensions from closing in on each other all right, all right well one thing on that is he wants to kill them like he wants them dead right oh the villains yeah yeah dr strange wants them dead the thomas <laughs> no 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 because he he knows that's how to save His i supposedly yeah. save their dimension yeah he tells peter like we'll go kill them they have to die yeah. yeah so i think maybe that's one reason why they wouldn't be fighting like in the same jump same uh-huh. together effort because they kind of want different things they want okay. spider-man wants some suppressed but not dead yeah right that's one factor all right i guess so are you leaning heavily towards on the other spider-man are there yeah i think so like it's almost for sure i think um andrew is in it like i really think andrew's in it toby it's just um like what you said and uh we've seen whether those are fake or not those like shots of him in with the behind him is a blue screen yeah though that look real and i think that is a real shot yeah but toby it's like not nothing on that front nothing it seems kind of quiet as far as the media they're they don't want it leaked and andrew's just worse at this it's not his fault that photo got leaked it's not he released that photo of himself sure yeah he was posing for it (laughs) i don't know um i think i think andrew more so though yeah that's you, just how i feel i i read do you know what he's saying in that clip of him like andrew oh. garfield you know what he's saying what is clip? he saying he's i think what they're saying is like so you have web blood meaning he's talking to toby mcguire because toby mcguire doesn't have web shirts it comes out of his skin oh right it's yeah. like a bodily fluid yeah oh. so like they're trying to like read what he's saying it's like so you have web blood is like what they're talking about because the other two they have web shooters right yeah like they built right right yeah. that's funny okay yeah so that's pretty funny i i still think there's a it's a very 50 50 if they're in it or not but i I want them in it that'd be cool you want them in it yeah okay so you want them in it more than venom and miles morales making more of an appearance yes or even daredevil yes you'd rather have the two spider-men yeah even though i was very against it before he just didn't like the fans saying so much about it but now that we're getting closer it's like you can't fight it like if i could visualize it it's like that's pretty cool it's all the same design though okay Get a, you know, different look, characters in the mix. Looking at uh, people's like fan art, it's like, yeah, that would be kind of cool. 
Uh, I'm excited for the movie no matter what. The freaking villains actually yeah. look, look a lot better. The villains. I mean, Doc Ock looks a little bit better, but the other ones look better. Yeah. I think. Uh, it's cool that we're actually going to see a lot of villains all at once because uh, that's a very Spider-Man thing is the Sinister Six. Rogues gallery, yeah. Yeah. It's like they want their revenge. <laughs> Sounds like they right? do. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like there's like a comic book about it. Is there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think someone thought of that? I think so. What would it be called if it was Revenge of the Villains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the comic book. Okay, let's do it. Spider-Man has a lot of villains. He has like one of the larger rogues gallery. Yeah, he does. And sometimes they team up. Yeah, they have this. They have something in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have many iterations but the Sinister Six is like the main like group of bad guys he fights yeah when they do band together yeah that's right it's like the bad guy all-star team right Mm -hmm. Um, there's one the original cast of the Sinister Six if I'm not mistaken is like uh, Doc Ock Electro uh, was it Green Goblin I think Green Goblin was in the mix Green Goblin Mysterio uh, I think Craven was there was he in the Sinister Six oh I think Sandman okay Jamie Foxx <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Why is he not named William? It's Willem. I know. Why? Because he's it's Peter Parker. He's the foe of Peter Parker. That makes sense. <laughs> um, so I wanted to do a, a Sinister Six story, but I didn't want to do the origin story. And I like 90s comics. Yes. Yeah. They, yeah, they made your brother. <laughs> so I, uh, I picked the, the one that happened in the 90s. It's called... The Return of the Sinister Six? Revenge of the Sinister Six? Revenge of the Sinister Six is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Spider-Man issues 18 through 23, his entire story. Okay. But we're only going to do up to 22 because I don't want to ruin the ending. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, this is by writer and artist Eric Larson. Okay. We've done one of his comics in the past. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to like repeat it, but if you want to learn more about him, check out our episode of Savage Dragon. Savage Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. But just so you know, he was working at Marvel, did a lot of Spider-Man, and then left Marvel to start Image. Along with a huge band of other Other people, yeah. Yeah, It wasn't just him. You know what's funny about that story is they all work for Marvel, right? They're all artists, right? Yeah. And they're like, we're the best artists that Marvel has. We're we're killing the game right now, right? Yeah. Superstars. We're we're pretty much the six best comic book creators throughout the industry. So let's leave, start our own. That'll be creator-owned. So that way we own the work that we do. So they're like, okay, let's do that. So the six of them leave Marvel. But they also go to DC Comics. Yeah, I remember the story. This is so funny that you go to the competitor of the place you used to work for and tell them, we're also not going to work for you. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so we, didn't, we didn't ask to you guys. I think they set up a whole meeting. Like, they didn't just show up. Like They scheduled, they booked it. Yeah. And just so you guys know, we're not going to work for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we left Marvel not to work for you. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he's one of the founding six members, and currently, I think he's the CFO of Image. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And they all have like um, pretty big titles in the yeah in the company, obviously. And I think Savage Dragon, that one we talked about, it's still going on. I think it's like one of the longest running uh, titles ever. Like right now, it's it ran so long that the main character is the son of the original character. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, yeah. wow, it's so long. I mean, Tom McFarlane Spawn is still going on. Yeah, he brushes the other things. Larson is like, I'm doing this. And yeah, gonna. Go 
go forward with this. I mean, everything Image right now is because of what the six of them did. Yeah. So although Image Comics is a lot different than when it was in the 90s, mm-hmm. like we wouldn't have some great, great titles that what is on Image now. That's true. That's true. We wouldn't get uh, some of my favorite comics. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But I mean, it all started with Spider-Man. As it as everything does. Yeah. And uh, we're doing the 90s version of the Sinister Six, which is very 90s. Like this is as 90s as you can get in comics. Yeah. He's a, uh, Larson himself is a big proponent of that, big uh, part of that. It's just panel to panel. It's, <laughs> if you gave it. me any panel here, I could tell you what decade it was drawn in. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, you know when you're a kid and you're playing with action figures? Yeah. And then you kind of come up with a story as you're playing the action figures? You did that more than I did. I yeah. Know. Yeah. I had less of an imagination. Okay. But it's like dumb, really stupid stories that kids come up with, right? Yeah, sure. It's That's how they write these comics. <laughs> Except they draw the action figures. But the story is almost as ridiculous as a kid could come up with. That's so mean to Mr. L- <laughs> Eric Larson. But yeah. For the 90s. For the 90s. <laughs> For the 90s, this was this was a blockbuster. This was selling out the shelves. Yeah. So what are, who are we to say? I mean, the artwork is phenomenal. Y- yeah. 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 <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so we're starting off right off the bat. Like, even the cover art is like, I'm going to use every inch of this page. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to sell this thing. Let me tell you. So the cover is Spider-Man, of course, but jumping in with him is Ghost Rider. Like Ghost Rider was like Ghost Rider is nineties. That guy, fire on uh, skull on fire is nineties. That's not yeah for yeah. sure. And the opening page is a splash page already, where Spider-Man and Ghost Rider are both trying to apprehend this mystery character. Right, this mystery character. Um, is this like prototypical '90s uh, unnamed vigilante kind of like character? Yeah, it's the cybernetic organism type of looking thing. Right. A lot of um, like metal pipe work. That is a big trope of uh, Larson too, actually. Shoulder pads. Shoulder pad. That's that's just every '90s drawer. And then also the setting is a as a mall. So it's yeah. like what else? Everything in the '90s is a mall. <laughs> Everywhere was a mall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So they're fighting this guy in the mall. Um, it's funny because like they're up in like the sky, like every shot. They're like they've jumped up, right? Mm-hmm. So they're on like second floor. So Spider Man, of course, can be there. He's swinging, and this guy is kind of like flying. But Ghost Rider with his motorcycle is also kind of like in the sky. <laughs> it's funny because his signature thing is being on a motorcycle, right? Yeah. So almost every shot is him splayed out, like leaping off his motorcycle. Yeah. So you always see in the background is his motorcycle driving away. Yeah. On its own. <laughs> And the way Ghost Rider talks, it's very like, like I don't know, like some type of like religious. It's also like you'll fear the wrath of the spirit of vengeance. Yes, right. right. My, my penance stare, right? Yeah. Very uh, punitive. I don't know. Like yeah. Angry at the at the villain. And Peter Parker talks like like a teenager. <laughs> I think at this point he's already full grown up, <laughs> but he's still quippy as hell. Yeah. So they're trying to take this guy down, but this guy's a formidable foe. He's like shooting with his like, of course he has blasters mm-hmm. and he's like, like rocket feet and he's able to like shoot out of the mall. So they're like in the city now. And yet Ghost Rider, his motorcycle can for some reason fly also. So he, Because there's fire. Yeah. There's fire can shoot him up. He does like a wheelie so hard that it goes up into the sky. Yeah. And they're trying to take this guy down. They crash him da- back down into like this abandoned building, and it, it's all just like shattered and crushed. And they think like, okay, he's they killed this guy. Yeah, there's no way he survived this, right? Ghost Rider's like vengeance is served. Right, they, they killed a the guy. <laughs> um, Spider Man, they can't draw Spider Man doing it, so they 
made Ghost Rider do it. Uh, I see. Take throw a punch at him. Like yeah, looks like he's killing him for sure. And then even Spider Man's like, I mean, yeah, you beat him, but I'm not happy about how you did it. Right. And they they go away. Spider Man swings away, and Ghost Rider flies, drives away. But what they don't see is that guy is like lifting up the rubble, still alive. Yes, yeah, just still strong, pushing this this building off off of him. And now we see a Spider Man villain, the famous one, Sandman. Yep. With his striped green shirt and he's actually paying a visit to a family he used to live by the casadas it's like a family friend that like kind of like took him in a little bit Mm -hmm. and it's like a touching moment it's like okay they're safe i'm happy because he's kind of like not trying to be a villain anymore it's oh it seemed seemed like sandman was not a super villain like he was just on rough times and he's got a superpower right so you know he had to do what he had to do Mm -hmm. but now he's kind of like post that uh, he's like i'm trying to make my life better yeah so i'm watching over this this family nice moment kaboom <laughs> instantly the the house goes on fire like explodes <laughs> there's no time for storytelling in the 90s no. it's like one page he's looking at the house the next page is exploded <laughs> one moment he's like oh they're fine they're safe no yeah and he's like on his knees screaming and yeah. his fist in the air but it's giant because it's made of sand <laughs> and he's he's yelling out and he's realizing that this is the doing of dr octopus because they at there were sinister six in the past and he yeah. betrayed sandman yeah dr octopus is in the comics in this is way more like evil than what we've seen in the movies totally he's even a villain to the villains yeah, yeah. this guy he is like Almost like sinister evil. <laughs> Straight up maniacal. Yeah. yeah. Like he's the sinister one. Oh. <laughs> and then not only is he more evil now, he has upgraded tentacles or arms or whatever you call them. Yeah. Now they're adamantium. He's uh, picked up this nice pair of arms from this gentleman that was able to get this new set of adamantium uh, arms. And he's triumphant. He's like, I feel so invigorated with his new attachments. Yeah. And doing away with his old sets. And in the movies, his arms are what? Like... 10 15 feet long yeah in the comics they're like almost like endless infinity long right (laughs) it's like spaghetti on the page it's like literally just however long it needs to be whatever whatever it needs to be i think they look worse too they just look like tubes (laughs) i think this was like a speedy thing like we gotta draw a lot let's make them ugly so it's faster So Sandman, of course, wants revenge against Dr. Octopus, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes up and meets up with his old teammates. The rest of the Sinister Six. Yeah, he meets up with Vulture, Mysterio, um, Electro, and this time it's Hobgoblin. That's right. And this is not even the first Hobgoblin. This is the second Hobgoblin, just like random guy that took on the mask. And man, do Spider-Man villains like the color green? Because they're almost all wearing green. Well, it's he's red, right? He's mostly red. Yeah. Green looks so good with red, right? (laughs) Okay. So he's talking to them and he's like, we have to get back at Doc Ock. He betrayed us before and he killed my family friends (laughs) in the last page. He killed my family friends. (laughs) So he's like... Let's team up again just to take him down because he's so untrustworthy. Yeah. Right? These other crew, they just wanted revenge to, and Sandman wanted out normally. Yeah. But now he's fully in. Like, they pulled me back in. They pulled me back in. Yeah. But he's also kind of smart, Sandman, because he then goes to Spider-Man and he's like, I can't 100% trust the rest of these guys. No, not at all. They're villains at the end of the day. Yeah. So I'm trying not to be a villain anymore. So could you just watch my back while I go meet with them and confront Dr. Octopus? Okay. So Spider-Man 
Superman is lurking in the the rafters as um, this crew of the Sinister Six go and approach Dr. Octopus in his secret hideouts. Right. And they approach him and yell, it's all over, Doc. You're, right. out, you're done. You're caught. And Spider-Man's like in the rafters, like, just watching over this, right? Mm-hmm. But his spider sense, it's like flaring up. Something's just outside the building. And he sees like this huge figure through the window. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is going on, right? Meantime, in the warehouse, Doc Ock has like t- like grabbed all of the Sinister Six, the rest of them. These arms are just like everywhere. They're like taking up the whole warehouse because they're just attacking all of the Sinister Six now. Yeah. It's almost like he has more than four other arms because they're so long that they wrap up people within the arm and then the rest of it continues on extending. It could like uh, do a loop-de-loop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then Sandman is the only one that's like not trapped. So he charges at Doc Ock and Doc Ock pulls out this gun, that weapon that he has created, shoots Sandman with it and turns him into glass. So I guess the sand turns into glass at a certain point. This yeah. is what this weapon does. And this is actually not even the first time this has happened. This happened before, <laughs> before the, the comics. Yeah. So Sandman is stuck as this glass statue. <laughs> and the Sinister Six is like, whoa. Yeah, like, whoa. he's glass man now. <laughs> it's funny, he designed a weapon specifically for one guy. I mean, it seems like he was giving him a lot of trouble. It was worth it. <laughs> So Spider-Man is the backup for Sandman, right? Yeah. And he let him get glassed. (laughs) So he dives in. And then the shadowy figure that Spider-Man's Spider-Sense was alerting him about busts in. It is the Hulk. (laughs) Bruce Banner, out of nowhere, comes in and busts out. And just like half of the building is gone. (laughs) It's attacking the the Sinister Six along, helping Spider-Man finding out Electro. And the first thing he does is he just flicks his finger and Electro goes flying to the (laughs) other side of the room. And Spider-Man's like trying to take that Hobgoblin. And we can see um, Doc Ock. This is how strong he is now with his adamantium arms. He's able to just like knock out Spider-Man and even like kind of like take down Hulk. Like he picks him up. Right. Right. And he's even saying like, Hulk, you're only strong because you have like leverage. So now that you're up in the air and you have no leverage, you're not that strong. You have nothing to fight me with, right? He's got him tied up, uh, lifted up and is throwing him around, like tossing him like a rag doll. The Hulk. Okay. He literally like throws him out of the building. This is just to show how strong Doc Ock is. Right. And the Sinister Six are seeing this and they're not so sure they want to fight him anymore. Yeah, they're like, uh, we changed our mind. Yeah. You're pretty strong now. <laughs> and um, also this whole time that this whole fight is going on, uh, Sandman is still like frozen glass. He's frozen still, right? <laughs> and uh, the Sinister Six and Doc Ock decide to team up now and they also take along with them the, the, the Sandman statue. It's like a prize. Yeah. I trophy. mean, Doc Ock pretty much beat Spider-Man, the Hulk, and Sandman. So, of course, yeah. the rest of the Sinistrix, like don't want to go against him. Yeah, especially if they're stuck and they confronted him. Yeah, I think it's a good move, actually. So, Spider-Man realizes, like, I'm going to need something stronger to fight off these guys, right? Mm-hmm. So, he goes home and he builds more weapons for him to use, but all he really knows how to build is web shooters. That's right, yeah. So, he builds, like, stronger web shooters. I like. <laughs> I don't know if I like the design, but it, it makes me laugh. It looks like a metal jetpack that has piping all the way to his wrist web shooters. Yeah, so it's like, it's just like a bigger tank of web shooter fluid. And this Larson guy loves this metallic look <laughs> on me. everything. He puts it on everything. And he's like, he's like, okay, I'm ready. I have more webs now. Yeah. So I'll be able to defeat them. And he runs into another... 
hero slash vigilante guy. Yeah. Have you ever heard of this guy? Now I have after reading this, but yeah. not before this at all. No. No, he's not very popular. Have you heard about him before this? Uh, I think I've read about him once. Okay. In a, another like big crossover thing. Was it back in the 90s? When yeah, you it was reading? in the 90s. Okay. I don't think he made it out of the 90s. Okay. <laughs> His name is Solo. Han? <laughs> he's also wearing all green. And he's got like pouches everywhere. Galore, yeah. Yeah. He's another like just military guy. Yeah. That's it. They have endless amount of these military vigilante guys, right? Well they need him. They keep dying. <laughs> Square jaw. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, Spider Man, like, I saw that the Sinister Six are back. I'm here to take them down, right? You're right. And even Spider Man's like doesn't really want to work with this guy because he's like a loose cannon. Yeah. He's uh he's bloodthirsty, right? He's mm-hmm. he's really wants these villains down. I like Spider-Man's line. Oh, it's he's like, oh, it's my second favorite bloodthirsty hero killer. <laughs> he's talking about Punisher, right? Yeah. <laughs> so Spider-Man breaks into their uh, hideout again, right? Yeah. This time with his big tanks of web fluid. And he's trying to like take him out, but then Solo follows him and he barges in like full guns a-blazing. Just bullets everywhere and kind of straight off the bat, he's killing the Sinister Six like nothing. Like <laughs> like it's like his gun is like a Gatling gun. It's mowing them down and he's got Dr. Ock right where he wants him. Like he killed all the other ones. Like he killed Mysterio, uh, Vulture, Hobgoblin, Electro. Mm-hmm. They're like blood. They're dead. They're dead. These, and then, these famed hero- villains are gone. And now Doc Ock... Is is like down on the ground and Solo has his gun pointed on him. He's like, that was easy. I'm about to kill the last guy, right? Mm. But in reality, this is not happening. Yeah. This is a Mysterio trick. Mirage. Illusion, mm-hmm. right? And we see the Sinister Six are fine. Mysterio is the one fooling uh, Solo and he's not about to kill Doc Ock on the ground. He's about to kill Spider-Man that's laid down on the ground. Right. He's got his foot on his chest, oozy straight in Spider-Man's face. <laughs> he even says like, die octopus. <laughs> but he's pointing his gun at him. But last minute, save of the day, someone shoots up Solo and Solo has to kind of like dive out of there. And it is, surprise, surprise, the guy from the first issue. The cybernetic organism guy that they were fighting. Yeah. That whatever character that was. Him and Ghost Rider were fighting. Saved Spider-Man. Yeah. Strange. They thought he was dead. He came back to save them. And Sinister Six like, well, who's this guy, right? Yeah. The guy, uh, Solo gets out of there because he's like outmatched and this guy picks up Spider-Man to save him, right? Okay. The Sinister Six, like Doc Ock, they're all fine, right? Because it was an illusion. Mm -hmm. They're like, we need more weapons, better weapons to defeat these guys, right? That's right. And where do you get better weapons? Another dimension. (laughs) That's the easiest way to to do it (laughs) is to go to another dimension where they don't know us, probably. Yeah. Now, we know that cybernetic guy took Spider-Man beat up and kind of unconscious. We see him now waking up in a, like a hospital bed in a lab. Yes. Something's different about him. Yes. Uh, he has like an eye patch. Okay. And he has like a bandage around his head. Yeah. Yeah. He's healing. And his arm is all metal. <laughs> It's metal and it's like three times buffer. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, like robotic. It's like you put Cable's arm on Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> Not to proportion either, just no. his arm. And he wakes up. And he's in this place called Care Labs. Mm. <laughs> and apparently the scientist guy that's there is really advanced in like cybernetic like healing and like yeah like saving people through tech i guess he's the one that built the cybernetic guy from earlier yeah. and that guy's name is cyborg x very uh very creative 
And he's pretty much saying Spider-Man, like, uh, I put that metal arm on you because it's a cast. So it's really inside. It's healing your arm. Oh, I see. I see. Right. And that's why it's three times as big. <laughs> and um, yeah. And then your eye was messed up. So I put like this weird telescoping eye on you. Ah, okay. <laughs> and this is all to sell toys. All right. <laughs> this is to be cross-promotional to other things. <laughs> Do you remember having this toy? We had this toy. We had this toy? Yeah. No, I don't remember. I remember this look from past things. I always thought this was um, when he went to the future, but I guess it's here is where it originated. No, it's when he went to the 90s. <laughs> I don't remember this toy. I, does it show up in the, the video games at all? Like this skin? Because it's pretty uh, unique. It's pretty out there, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it might have appeared in the cartoon, though. Not this origin, but I think it appeared in the cartoon. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But so like Spider-Man, like he's wearing a costume that's all stitched up because it was ripped up already mm-hmm. he has a bandage around his head around his like mask right we don't see his face outside we, we don't see peter at all in there and then he has like this cybernetic arm now mm-hmm. we come to learn this scientist he's actually he's not a vil- super villain trying to experiment on him he's helping them out and he's actually he's got ties to shield and some shield agents are there even uh dum dum duggan yeah and then of course uh with all like this metal tubing and like look of fake metal uh they have to bring a character that looks like that too exactly so they they rope in Deathlock. Right. Deathlock, um, he's an interesting kind of fringer character. Yeah, I didn't know he was that big, but apparently he's in a lot of comics. In the 90s, I guess. Yeah. It was. It so was a push De- for him. Deathlock is like a dead guy, dead like soldier, right? Zombie type. That is brought back to life through cybernetics. So like more than half his body is just like a robot, but his face looks like a zombie. <laughs> it's like decaying, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he teams up with Spider-Man to take out the Sinister Six, right? And they go to this, uh, it's like a, a a lab, another lab that Sinister Six has invaded. Yeah. Because this lab specializes in interdimensional travel. <laughs> They've just been doing this in the background, like experimenting. <laughs> and so the Sinister Six go there to teleport to an, an, another universe they know will have the equipment they need. We see the universe they go to and it's like futuristic, right? Mm-hmm. But also like militarized. It's so, almost like alien everything. Right, yeah. yeah. And then we see them, the scissors, they have like jetpacks now and like cannons on their arms, right? They still look like them, but like with extra bulk. Amped up, right? More uh, equipment because again, toys. Toys. <laughs> <laughs> So they have to fight them now. Um, it's Spider-Man, Deathlock versus this new powered Sinister Six team, right? Yeah. So they're outmatched because there's there's they're just too much of them, right? And they take a spaceship and they like teleport out of there. Oh. The Sinister Six, right? And then Spider-Man just like like every end of the issue, he's like even more beat up than the last. Yeah. And every issue, he just teams up with a different Marvel hero, <laughs> right? Because crossovers sell comics. We're trying to sell everything here. <laughs> So, uh, Spider-Man barely makes it back home, right? And Mary Jane has to like, she walks in and he's like on the ground, right? Oh. And now we cut back to the Sinister Six and they're kind of like arguing with amongst themselves. I think Vulture is noticing like, we don't really know the whole game plan, Doc. Like you haven't told us. He's like wondering, you betrayed us once before. Why should I trust you? Why should I even trust the rest of the Sinister Six? Yeah. And then like even Electro is kind of like, I trust him. So you guys just shut up and trust him too, right? Yes. Little do they know he's kind of more in the pocket of Dr. Yeah. He's paying him. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like just just calm down. We're all we're all against Spider-Man. So let's just not go against each other. Take we're out together. Spider-Man. Yeah. And then even Vulture's like, hey, we keep calling us Sinister Six. There's only five of us. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the sixth member that you won't reveal yet? Right. Yes. 
And they're just like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> the sixth member is to come. And then uh, it's funny because like Sandman's still in the background. It's like a frozen statue. <laughs> well, that's their sixth member, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they have this plan now to attack uh, a Hydra base, right? Right. The Sinister Six. And they have their new weapons now, right? So they could just rampage through everybody. And these little agents of theirs are no match. Um, Doc Ock is really cool now because he's wearing like a white, like literally like a suit, not a costume. Professional, right? Yeah, like, like, like with a tie. Like three-piece white suit. Yeah, I wish we could see this in the movies. I think there's just like some like braggadocia that comes with a suit that doesn't fit for that Alpha Melina type. So like Miami Vice. <laughs> So Spider-Man wakes up, right? Mm-hmm. He's like barely able to walk, but he's like, I got to stop them, right? Yeah. So he goes and as he's going there, he realized like, oh, uh, they're attacking a Hydra base. This is probably going to get the attention of like other superheroes, right? Yeah. That want to help. Makes sense. So he runs into some more superheroes. In the middle there is already Hulk, Ghost Rider, and this one character called Sleepwalker. Now, I think this was a very 90s character. Yeah. Do you know about him? Not really. I know he is this alien, actually. Uh-huh. He wears uh, this hood, kind of like the Green Goblin, but it's purple. And I think his uh, like whole like setup is he actually can only appear in the universe when this other character is asleep. <laughs> Okay, so that's why he's Sleepwalker. He's Sleepwalker, yeah. Some type of tie to something. You know, it's very uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, yeah. Shazam type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But he can, like, fly. He's. All, I, I thought he was, like, a ghost or something. Cause, like, I thought so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but they're all fighting now, and it's just a bunch of splash pages of, like, mayhem. This will sell the comic for sure. Team up. They Like, they promised on the cover. Hulk is uh, fighting and, like, just, like, busting through walls and stuff, but mm. I feel like they haven't overpowered hulk yet in the 90s well actually he's he's talkative hulk here he's yeah. not dumb-witted no this was actually when he's pretty popular because yeah. they can do stuff with him yeah but know? he's not as strong i feel yeah yeah he, what's also annoying is he's quippy like spider-man okay it's, yeah. it's like that's not that doesn't fit for his character i personally no, think not at all but i also think he's actually pretty popular here at this point mm-hmm. so they're busted and like the cover is like just all the heroes breaking through the wall yeah to, to attack the sinister six and they're all fighting it's a bunch of just like shots of ghost rider like whipping his chain and hulk smashing things and like doc ock and vulture attacking them yeah it's hard to look at sometimes <laughs> you, you i think you could appreciate the art more because you have to look at it longer to figure out what's going on right so you're yeah. like, oh yeah okay that's what's going on he's attacking this person um i actually really like ghost rider's design here mm-hmm. because of his sharp teeth he looks way more oh, yeah. sinister like i think i can get into ghost rider comics ghost rider's cool especially the original stuff oh really the old yeah. stuff okay especially when the cover is like a foil hologram all right Don't. I, know yeah, I bet it's worth a lot today. <laughs> it's metal. Um, there's so much fighting going on that um, Spider-Man, you know, he had that metal arm. Mm-hmm. It actually like starts to break away. Oh. So now he just has a bare arm. Right, back to normal. Yeah, but he's like healed up now, right? Okay, that's good. So he looks just like Spider-Man now. He doesn't have a weird metal arm. That's right. Yeah. So what's funny is his glove is still on. <laughs> Um, in this wreckage he's still fighting it out um, in the middle of it also Sleepwalker disappears because that person I was talking about woke up <laughs> okay. I think this was super funny because I realized this was just to introduce us to Sleepwalker's storyline yeah. to entice us to read his comic book that's just all imagine, this was for could you imagine like you're saving the day and all of a sudden you just disappear <laughs> the hero disappears 
the villains are like, all right, we won. I guess we won. <laughs> and the heroes, they're actually kind of like defeating. It looks good. Yeah. The Sinister Five, right? You're right. And Hulk is like outpowering everybody. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, the sixth member of the Sinister Six appears. It's this giant hand, orange hand. Like it's huge, right? Gigantic, bigger than the people. Yeah. Like a finger's the size of a person. No, it's, even bigger. It slams down and squashes Ghost Rider on the Hulk. <laughs> like they're flattened, right? <laughs> so now the only hero there is, is Spider-Man and he's hanging there. As the Sinistrix are like all drawing their guns and weapons on him. And then the sixth member is like bust through the ceiling and his hand is like bigger than everything. Yeah. And it is Gog. Gog. I don't know this character, but he looks like this almost lizard, gigantic behemoth looking thing yeah. towering over anyone, all of them. He's almost like a Fing Fang Foom dragon monster. Th- that thing. size, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's the sixth member. <laughs> so weird that your sixth member is like this giant godzilla type thing like yeah. huge humongous type thing uh have you ever heard of gog no idea who he is at all is he like a i think he's from the savage land so he's like just oh. like this weird monster if that makes sense there's like monsters over there yeah yeah but then he just joins the sinister six <laughs> he teams up he yeah. signs up <laughs> enlists yeah uh we're gonna stop there i thought that's a good stopping point yeah because i don't know who the heck this guy is yeah. it's just like right when spider-man is like now by himself fighting the the revenge of the sinister six and it's like one of them is like a giant the the stakes are high here right all the heroes we've uh, teamed up with are unconscious so mm-hmm. what's gonna happen to little old peter parker i i you know we, we make fun of it a lot that's a 90s style comic yeah but i i love it like i love the the artwork the way spider-man is drawn it's very like this is what i think of spider-man okay it's yeah. almost like weird muscular but also lanky kind of yeah unnatural <laughs> yeah yeah, not definitely. physically. Um, there's also a bunch of artists that had their hand in the 90s era Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Is Eric Larson your favorite or is it McFarlane? It's probably McFarlane. Did did uh, Jim Lee t- do some Spider-Man? I don't know. It might have been early on where he wasn't at his, at his uh, all his power. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, Spider-Man, Larson, and McFarlane are very similar style. Mm-hmm. Uh, very 90s. Uh, I'd say um, McFarlane maybe has more web stuff around. Uh, I think it's the the spiral yeah. uh, web thing. It's like a bigger deal. Yeah, that's kind of like his trademark. What yeah. he imprinted on Spider Man is, it's like the web where it's like straight, and then the spiral around that's the straight web. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's it is cool actually. Um, but it's they each have their tropes. Mm-hmm. They each do it too much. Yeah, and that's how I feel. Uh, Life felt with his pockets, uh, pouches. Yeah. I should uh-huh. say. I don't know. I don't know who's the uh, shoulder pad one, but I think there is one. That's for sure yeah but i mean eric larson was the one that like was willing to go out there and like he put like a giant metal arm on spider-man yeah that was interesting design it looks cool i like it kind of cool silly yeah. uh, i gotta say i uh i had fun with it in the middle of it it started to feel like a, just a saturday morning cartoon so i right, can just yeah. just i'm just enjoying it it's not uh super believable let's say mm-hmm. but it's a good time I wish we got this Doc Ock in the movies. The one that's like just evil. I don't. That's it's cool. I, the Alfred Molina's uh brings so much volume to the character so roundedness to it because you could totally understand like kind of how he's warped and then he also kind of is not that bad i think i'm over these villains that have like a redemption at the end of the movie i just like just make a bad guy uh well maybe not a redemption but i I like it when we could see their point of view okay yeah yeah 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay, I guess. Yeah. It's just never as evil. Do you think we're missing, as far as the movies go, these villains that are just hard-nosed evil, and we need more of that? Uh, a little bit more. Doesn't I'm not that, saying every villain needs to be that. Doesn't that get boring? It does. Yeah. But, I don't know. We need to swing the other way? Yeah, it, it's getting a little too soft. Mm, okay. Um, I know we haven't seen the movie yet. Does it bug you that some of the villains we're getting for Spider-Man is just retread exactly the same? It's like, we're not going to get a, a different version of Doc Ock. We're not going to get a different version of Green Goblin. It's like the same exact one. Oh, a different interpretation? Yeah. Um, I think, uh, no, I want them back just because of really? the fan service aspect of it. Yeah. And that's harder to miss, I think, because you know those are good. They're cherry picking some so, of the good ones. I mean, And also that we're getting so many at once coming back. Mm-hmm. Are we not going to get like Tom Holland's version of a Green Goblin later of a Norman Osborn? It's like, that's a big loss if we're not going to get that. I think what we're going to get is other villains. I, I could see uh, a Hobgoblin that's more interesting. Okay. That could be rooted in maybe Green Goblin's, this Green Goblin. Yeah. That would be interesting. And these mm-hmm. other characters, I did not hate the Sandman we got in Spider-Man <laughs> 3, but we could have something with that character some more, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Dr. Strange just turns him into glass. That could work too. <laughs> I think we're done with Lizard. I don't want to see okay. He's interesting, but... I just feel done. like this Sinister Six are the iconic villains of Spider-Man. And it's like, like it or not, we're just getting the ones we've already seen. So I'm fine with that. It's kind of uh, like... Jamie Foxx is a, a little bit different. Yeah. But I, it's still Jamie Foxx. I just feel <laughs> I just feel like a little bit of a missed opportunity to get. Because Marvel's so good at giving stories to these characters that we're just using these old ones that are not made by them. When they... Uh, if they had them all brand new, wouldn't that be too much? And like, you feel, you feel at second loss because you're like, I'm not getting enough of their personal stories. You know what I mean? Because like... Like, um, they're brand new, so I need to know about them. Yeah. But these are people we know, and they could be a little bit shorter, they could be a bit more concise, because no. we know them. I think they, what they should have did is just introduce one at a time, and then get the Sinister Six. Don't rush it. Like, imagine, this is rushed. Like, Vulture and Mysterio, make them part of the Sinister Six later. Mm, maybe. Uh, this is just an interesting idea, and the, the formula of just introducing a villain is also kind of boring, and just having a new thing. Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> I I I wanna I wanna know what they've been up to. <laughs> okay, uh, how, how was it almost dying? <laughs> they all died. Uh, yeah, I I just the real answer is it's hard to make movies and hard yeah. to write comic books. Yeah, it was a hard one, guys. It was we're we're, uh, we're at the the strategy board trying to figure out how to make Spider Man No Way Home all day. Us <laughs> and Kevin, even this this book, like even in the comic book from the nineties, they went to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're stealing that from this comic and the. <laughs> The uh, uh, like upgrades, yeah. I think Electro's getting that for sure. Okay, I know we did predictions earlier. Well, one last prediction I want to know what you think. Uh, Let's is, hear it. is Mysterio in the movie No Way Home? Yeah, that was a big question. I think he is, I think he's not. I think there is a, a different villain they're gonna add in. Okay, uh, Vulture is still an option, but it seems like maybe we're saving for Morbius. What if all of these villains that appear in No Way Home are actually not them and it's just Chameleon? What? Which one? All, All of them. them. <laughs> that would suck. Okay. I never really like a million. <laughs> All right, well, that was the Revenge of the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Goggle up here. Oh, that'd be cool. That's what we're waiting on. Yeah, yeah. He'll definitely need Doctor Strange for that. I think. Uh, I think everyone wants Gog more than the other two Spider Men. <laughs> okay, I never even heard of this guy until this book. <laughs> oh my Gog! All right, let's get into the side stories. 
I don't have a lot to talk about because I just really didn't do anything. Sure. Uh, so this is more or less just an update of things I've already done. Okay. Fun too. Um, Selling Sunset. I said I was going to go back to the first season. Yeah. And I did because I, I, season four came out and I started watching that and I was like, this is kind of good. But let me go back and start from the real beginning. So yeah. I did that and it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying is it got worse as the show went on. <laughs> I'm saying is like now I know why they hate each other. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you just remember assuming. Okay. I mean, how okay, how much of a leap in time is this? Do you know? Well, it's four seasons, so I'm guessing four years earlier. Okay, gotcha. Um, but it's still like they're selling million dollar homes. Like some of them are like one guy's trying to sell a eighty million dollar home. Eighty million dollar home. <laughs> like that's what he's saying it's worth, but I don't think it's worth that much. Okay. Do the do the do the hot real estate agents ever say like that's not what it's worth? That's where I'm at now. Oh yeah. And um we'll see where it goes. All right. And you're enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I mean, it's just like a fantasy to watch these homes that like, like they throw parties at these homes oh, to get do? to get buzz about it to sell it. Now, uh, now it's a used, it's a used home now. I mean, there's it's so big that you can't tell it's a home. Wow, like you can barely tell that someone was in there. Yeah, I mean, so it big. looks like a hotel. Which do you ever think you would need that much space? You'd want yeah, it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> that I will. I like nice things. I don't want that big of a space. It's a headache. Like I think you could like. Oh, you you have to have a staff, right? Well, I don't know. Like it's so big that you don't use certain rooms, so it's just never dirty. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, you just find new rooms to live in. Yeah, but then um, it's funny because like they're training this one real new real estate agent. Okay. Um, so they're showing her and even though these houses are worth like millions and millions, there's still things that they catch that they're like ways the developers cut corners to save money and oh. like why it's not truly worth whatever. Like it's like a home inspection, like, but also on a bigger scale, it's a big house. Yeah. Like it looks amazing, but then they're like, just teaching them. It's like, look at these floors, these hardwood floors. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, like these, uh, panels of the hardwood floors, they're like three, Two feet wide by like seven to almost 10 feet long. So it's like, that's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, if they're shorter and things, that's cheap wood. Oh. So like to get panels that are this long without any cuts, you know, there's not like two pieces put together. I see. It's It's, harder to get it. It's incredibly expensive to do it that way. Wow. So that makes the value of the house higher, right? And then then they showed them this... uh, it's a wall, dividing wall. Mm, okay. But it's really like a holder for wine because it's like displaying all your wine. It's like a wine cellar wall. Right. But then he's like, look at inside the wall. There's no any kind of like electronics or anything. So this is not temperature controlled. It's not really a wine cellar. Oh, wow. He's like pointing <laughs> things out. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just the freaking shelf. It's like, it looks fancy. It's not a wine cellar. Oh, wow. So the, is this like a re- legit like inspection guy that they go to or is it one of just no, one of the real estate? No people it's the owner of the real estate agency oh wow but he's like training this new agent and it's like this you know you have to know what you're looking at because then these buyers are spending millions and millions of dollars they know what is real so if you come off here and look dumb in front of them we're gonna lose a lot of money no one's gonna use this so you have to know before they know right okay but also these people spending so much money i think they don't know they probably i think they hire people that know they hire people that know yeah yeah yeah, that makes sense yeah but okay wow it's just like it's dumb to watch yeah but also like kind of fascinating to watch at the same time do you think 
you're learning anything. I learned about the wine cellar. <laughs> Next time you're shopping around for an $80 million house, yeah. you know to check the wine cellar. Is it cooled? Is it mm-hmm. not? Or is it just a fancy shelf? This wine cellar is not temperature cooled. I'm only paying a million. <laughs> you cannot negotiate now <laughs> when you're in the, the, the hot seat. You got to drop it from $80 million to like, I'm only paying $8 million now. I'm only, <laughs> so. It's all I can. Final, all I got. final offer. <laughs> Take it or leave it, lady. <laughs> Um, so I'm watching that. Still yeah. good. I'm also, uh, I haven't talked about it in a long time because I talk about it a lot. So, yeah. but we finally reached it. We're at the, uh, the final of the challenge. MTV's the challenge. Oh, really? There's a whole season going on right now that yeah, I didn't I haven't talked about. I talked about it when it first started, which was like months ago. Oh. And now we're at like about to be the final episode. So you're welcome. I didn't bore you with it. Yeah. Thank you. But you're going to do it right very, now. It's still very good. I'm about to do, I'm about to tell you about a whole season right now. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> This season was different because, uh, for one, it was partners one yeah. one American and one from not America. One other. So sometimes there's language barriers a little bit, right? Oh, okay. So then some. Well, I they guess it depends on how English, good they are. English, but it's like how much English really? Oh, okay. Right, and then um, and there's of course veterans and rookies. So there's some veterans that are not Americans, and then there's some rookies that are Americans. And it's Americans. It's not just English speakers versus non-English speakers. Oh. No. It, Every team was one American and one from another country. I'm just saying like English and American, that might be it. There's like no English barrier, right? No, but the other barrier is rookie and veteran. Okay, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. So uh, the forced partnership was one American, one not American, right? Oh. So that every team has to be at least that. Mm -hmm. But some teams are like two rookies. Some teams are a vet and a rookie. Some teams are both vets. Are they just dominating or how's that going? The vets like dominated this season that's boring huh that's how you win that's how it's it's not it's not necessarily boring that's how you win you just have done it for a long time yeah honestly that's how you win um but another thing that's Mm. kind of interesting about this season is halfway through they changed the format of the show they had to learn other languages (laughs) (laughs) halfway through instead of teams of two they made bigger teams what they made three teams of of like six or eight or whatever it was oh okay they usually wait till like the very end to make like huge teams right now they're usually it's like either the whole season is two big teams or several teams of just two people Uh, you're right now halfway through they switched it very interesting yeah so like it it was cool because like you might not be on the same team as what your former partner was but you still have like an alliance kind of thing some someone you're playing ball with yeah all right and then um sometimes like you're a team with because then they have these eliminations right that they get voted into loser of the elimination goes home winner stays in the game but then the winner that stays in the game gets to pick which team they go back on so you don't have to go back on the team you were just on this was in the middle of the season or towards the end this is the middle of the season okay okay so that can let yeah choosing what team you go on kind of happens a fair amount of time yeah interesting okay and when you go on a new team you have to kick someone off that team oh i see and they they take your spot where you just came from so it's even yeah towards the end then it seemed like one team was just dominating and these no. all-stars no because everyone wants to be on that team so even the losers the people that are not good that are on the losing team if you win the elimination you go on the better team so that's why it's kind of even interesting okay because like, right. let's say you're not a that great of a competitor mm-hmm. yeah i don't want to go back to a losing team i'm going to go to the winning team if you just happen to win yeah. this one time the, the elimination yeah so yeah. you go to the winning the stronger team but that stronger team is getting weaker because now you're on it <laughs> You're bringing us down. Exactly. So that's a kind of interesting way of how they kept it even. (laughs) 
You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, dang it. So you just and join us? You join it, you have to kick off a strong competitor. That strong competitor goes to the weaker team. Now that's a little bit more even. Wow. All right. That's an interesting idea. I like that. Yeah. They should just did that the whole season. Well, there's so many there's characters. There's so too much. <laughs> characters, not people. The characters. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. There's so many because they want... Only like one person goes home a week. Yeah. So they want... This season was like half a year or something. I don't know. Super long. Because it's the only thing that people still watch on MTV. <laughs> I just I think they don't either. I think you're the only one. <laughs> we so, gotta make this show Chris is watching. So they have to make this show long, otherwise advertisers are not gonna advertise on MTV anymore. This is the only show that people watch, so advertisers wanna be on this, so they need more episodes of this. And, so they get casts of like forty. And people. Then, don't they also get like like spin-offs now, like just random shows where it's like half of the people on here and then like celebrities and there's like an yeah. in between seasons. Yep. And they're even on uh, Paramount Plus, the streaming service. They're on that? There's like a All-Stars one where it's like the, all the old people, like really old that haven't done it for years. Geriatrics. Yeah. Uh. They're just playing like checkers. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's that? When's the game where you have to push the puck to the other side? Whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. They're just playing like Bridge. Bridge. Mahjong. Wow. <laughs> so that's the update on that. That show's still good. Selling Sunset's still good. I did check out one episode of this new show on Disney+. Plus. It's the one with Will Smith where he goes around the world. That's my side story. Okay. I watched the first episode of that. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about it? So that is a Disney Plus nature docuseries on uh, you know, nature, not geo, uh, organized right. thing. Um, I really like that Will Smith is is the voice of it. Um, it's this, it's just welcoming the world to, to the earth pretty much. And he has to go to these people that are very into nature. Yeah. Uh, like this one guy, he's taking him on a hike in the first episode towards like a volcano, yeah. like lava. Mm-hmm. And uh, Will Smith is kind of hesitant to, to go on freaking volcano hike. Mm-hmm. And like, it almost goes all the way to the half portion of the episode. We realize the guy that's taking him on this hike is blind. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally blind. <laughs> totally blind. He's following him. He's following right. Will Smith is following this guy. That's blind. That's blind. <laughs> And it's interesting idea that this guy that can't see it, his hobby is to go out into. I mean, nature's good, but to see this beautiful sight, to go experience this beautiful thing, um, and he can't even see it. Yeah. And he's just there for the rumble, for the atmosphere, yeah. to put his hand on the ground, to feel the shake. And it's like, Will Smith even said it, like, you don't even really, you kind of forget that this guy's blind until he asks you to describe what you're looking at. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's pretty impactful that he can appreciate nature and it's making me appreciate it too a bit don't you think it makes me appreciate watching it on tv yeah yeah <laughs> i think this show has this calm feeling feeling about it throughout uh-huh. um it's just uh, the way they lay out the the sound experience they add to it it's way calmer than i thought it was gonna be yeah a lot of these shows on disney plus where they introduce a celebrity to go into nature whatever to do something yeah it's kind of like intense and they'll like make them do a harsh experience something they don't want to do sometimes it's like the Bear Grylls type show, yeah, right. right? Yeah. Um, this one's not really that. It's more of Will Smith is the guest and um, introduce him to this one aspect of nature. Like the one that I'm comparing to is like Limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Is okay, on, is I never on. saw that. I didn't watch it too. I knew the trailers and it's way more kind of centric towards Chris Hemsworth. It's like- oh, I, it's about how cool he is. It's kind of like, okay, I, I, what's my limit? How can I get to, what's, okay. what's going to push me? And, and it's like him going swimming in a whatever in like harsh waters or going uh mountain climbing right mm-hmm. this one's more just 
just like let's go and see the beauty of nature and experience it right because he goes to like the extremes will will yeah he goes to like one is like the volcano and i think the next was like the, almost like the bottom of the ocean or something yeah like that. Uh, but it's not like he's pushing himself physically yeah he's just going into some some type of extremes right i like how the first one they kind of have their different genres each episode uh-huh. the first one was about sound and experiencing sound and that's like a different aspect right the second one was um like hidden things in okay. nature and the, the darkness at the bottom of the seabed mm. you just no one's ever gone there right yeah it will barely anybody i think jason momoa jason momoa <laughs> well he's down there he's not human okay we're talking about humans here okay will smith specifically <laughs> They, they said there's more people that have been to space than to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, wow, yeah. Isn't that crazy? Believe that. And Will Smith is one of them. <laughs> like they had um, this marine biologist is the one like explaining yeah. the different things they see. And she says like, this is kind of, I don't do this every day either. This is a huge experience for me. Wow. Like, so I, I, like she's, she's, she's done taking it. Will Smith to something she's never done. No, she's done it. <laughs> okay. She's done it like... It's just, it's not like every day, right? Okay. And they're in like the straight up the, that dome thing that goes into the deep, right? That little dome, like it's almost like in Jurassic World, that little dome, it's like, like spherical. The beginning of Titanic. Yeah, beginning of Titanic <laughs> where you go down, it's, it can like withstand such a dense feeling, right? Yeah, the pressure. And they go down to like one kilometer and oh, wow. it's, uh, the what they experience that's most amazing is the bioluminescence of the, okay. the different animals down there. Yeah. And how they kind of describe it as like, the, what we're seeing some of the animals they don't have color like they, they don't have they're translucent what it's almost like what we see them as they're not that color like they don't have a color what it's just when we flash light at them now they have color okay isn't that weird it's like some type of chemical thing that light activates them and they have a color now but they don't have a color just normally <laughs> so uh, there's some science that's just fun tidbits throughout the thing I don't, I don't know if i'm gonna be a marine biologist now mm-hmm. but i i like the experience of the show it's more calming there's a little a little bit spliced of like uh, other teams going out into nature, but uh, I'm gonna continue on with it. I, it's just chilling for me. I really like it. Did you know that there are more planes at the bottom of the ocean than there are submarines in the sky? Yes. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> so, so fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Very fun. <laughs> How do you know that though? We we've never reached the top I mean, of the sky. Yeah. There you go. You could be full of submarines. I, you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> well, I, I like how it's Will Smith also because he does his uh, shots where he just talks straight into the camera and, you know, he it, it feels heartfelt, but you know, someone just wrote this for him and he just has okay. to say it in the studio. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I love that, that he's so serious about it. And it's like, yep, yeah, Will Smith, I believe you. I, but I know someone just wrote this for you to say and you did this all in one day. Well, I only saw the first episode, right? So that's the volcano one. Yeah. Where he's being guided by a blind guy. Yeah. That one was like, wow. And so there's another guy that's with them, right? That's like more of like the volcano expert. Yeah. And he was explaining to Will how the blind guy can almost see more because he sees through hearing. That's right. I was like, oh, that's like full on Daredevil. Exactly. Like he almost like he sees through sonar. I love what uh, the actual blind guy said was when you're seeing, you're just seeing what's in front of you yeah. with your eyes. I could see directly behind me with my hearing because mm. it's 360. Then Will punched him and he couldn't see that. He couldn't see right. the punch. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. What was that? 
Uh, I we're not. I don't think we're done with Will Smith yet. I think he's still a superstar. Oh, I was wondering that. It's like, is Will Smith still likable? I think he is. He's still likable. Uh, he's really personable. He's meeting these random people that. Uh, mm-hmm. So he has to bring some personality to it. I yeah. think. I think we're still on board with Will Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. It's, it's we're not. We're I was, not. I was worried. We're not losing a, a hero. <laughs> he can save us again when the aliens attack. Yeah. So you recommend the show? I recommend the show. Yeah. I recommend Selling Sunset. Yeah. Does it have anything to do with nature? Yeah. Los Angeles Hills, Beverly Hills. I think most of the the cast there are not natural. <laughs> I, I got to say, it makes me want to go into nature watching the show a bit more, but I'm in my, te- I'm in my living room. It's warm. I can just mm-hmm. watch it on the TV yeah. with a flat screen. That's why I got a huge TV, so I can exactly. enjoy nature. Yeah. <laughs> well, Smith's there too. He's not in, he's not in nature. <laughs> Uh, anything else you want to talk about? That's it for me. I'll just say I'd recommend it. Uh, I'm going to try the other shows too and kind of compare them. I think that's like the new thing they're betting on is some nature shows, plop a celebrity in there and let them listen to nature. There was know? a show I really enjoyed on Netflix like this, but it was the celebrity was Zac Efron. And it was more about nature, uh, nutrition stuff. It was it yeah. nutrition? For your body, yeah. Yeah, right. So like, um, you know, not drinking bottled water. Was it like dairy and stuff like that, or yeah, and just like wait, not drinking bottled water—that's bad. Yeah, I heard that's actually bad for you. Is it is it the bottle or is it the way they process the water with the minerals? Do you it's remember? like they're removing the minerals that your body almost would benefit your body because it's like uh, what do you call it? Iodized. Um, no, when you build something by getting exposed to it, you build immunity to it. Yeah, kind of yeah. like that. Whatever that means, I don't know. The, I, it's from Zac Efron, so it's got the immunities. It's from scientists. Zach Efron. Dr. Zach Efron. <laughs> yeah. So believe what you will, but I yeah. thought that that show was pretty good. I, I remember that show. I don't know if I believe it. Yeah, Zach Efron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. He's buffing all that. And I guess nutrition plays a part of that. But mm-hmm. I also don't think you're healthy when you're that buff either. Okay. I all think right. you have to take another chemicals. Mm, all right. Maybe. <laughs> He's not drinking bottled water. That's no. Fine. That's what did it. That's why I look like how I look because I drink so much bottled you're water. You're so nutritious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh guys if you haven't already please remember to subscribe uh-huh. to the reader copy podcast just search us on all your major podcast platforms whether that's apple google stitcher and even stream us on spotify go ahead find us on instagram facebook and twitter we're at the reader copy podcast uh, let's know what shows you're watching we we need a uh, running out we need to send something to watch we'll be back next week answering our predictions of spider-man are you right i was <laughs> Got them all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to watch it again. It was so good, right? Yeah. Remember that scene? Yeah. My favorite was a scene where the Spider-Men were not there. <laughs> <sighs> My favorite scene was when all your predictions were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that one that much. <laughs> right. uh, and then we'll have um, a recap show with Hawkeye, episode five, coming mm-hmm. on Monday. Mm-hmm. Won't want to miss it. Till then, you want to hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.